You are listening to a message recorded at Living Hope Church in Southwick, Massachusetts. We hope you find encouragement through God's Word today. I just want to speak to you very briefly today. As you, you may know, um, you know, we have an annual business meeting after service. But before we even do that, uh, I've already instructed uh, our volunteer staff that, you know, whatever God wants to do today, for however long He wants to do it, uh, we're going to be open to that because we should be focused on what we're doing at the moment we're doing that. So today I want to uh, share with you a word for the weary, a word for the weary. So if you'll turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, I'll be looking in the New International Version, but I encourage you to follow along with me. If you don't, we have it on the screen behind me. But um, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about the idea of progress, the idea of moving forward, because a lot of us really want that in our lives. Am I right? Uh, and how many times have you resolved to do something for God, and you start off pretty good, but somehow at some point in time you get ru- rubber banded backwards, and you find yourself in a worse situation than you were before? Immense discouragement settles in, sometimes frustration settles in. And I really believe that the Lord's given me insight for this this morning is that part of the reason why we have such an issue with our progress is because we've never dealt with the things in the past they keep us from moving forward. So I want you to think about it this way. If you've ever run a marathon or if you've ever watched the Boston Marathon, I want you to picture a marathon runner, if you will. Now, a marathon runner is ready for running. She has her running shoes on. She has her T-shirt. She has her shorts. She has uh, her uh, number. She's ready to go. She's at the starting line with so many other people at the starting line, you know, the hundreds and thousands of people that sometimes gather for a, a, a marathon or a road race, and she's full of enthusiasm. She's full of life. She's full of energy. She's raring to go. She can't wait for that starting gun to go off because she's ready to win. She's ready to make progress. And so that starting gun goes off, and she takes off like a shot from that starting line, and she's making good time. She's making great progress. She's running fast. She is passing other people. And she's feeling good about her time. She's feeling good about her progress. She's feeling good that she's doing better than she had been practicing and rehearsing for this moment. And she just strides ahead of everybody else. But what she doesn't realize is that in addition to all her other gear, she has attached to her a long elastic cable. Something she wasn't aware of at all. But this elastic cable goes for miles. And she's running, she's at a good pace, she's so encouraged, and then she hits the end of that elastic rope. And without even noticing it, the rope gets taut, it gets tight, and it pulls her backwards and knocks her right on her butt. And she is on her rear end, she's sitting there, and she's watching people pass her by. She's discouraged, she's frustrated, she's disappointed. And wondering how she got to this place. I want you to know something today that as good as your intentions are to move forward and to progress in the plan of God for your life, if you don't cut off the elastic that's holding you back, you're going to be snapped back to where you started from. You're going to end up on your butt and you're going to be disappointed as you say to yourself, why do I even try? Why do I even bother? Because this happens again and again and again. I believe there's progress for us today. I believe that we can move forward. I believe that the Lord gives us instruction and insight today to help us with this. Matthew 11, 28 through 30, the words of the Lord Jesus Christ say this. It says, come to me, 
all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, which is bread and living water to our souls. Holy Spirit, we ask you to open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to respond to your truth, and help me to proclaim it clearly. For your glory and honor, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to break down just that, those three verses there, and really just dwell on these, because in these words of Jesus, I believe we can find incredible insight to help us to keep from being able to, you know, being launched backwards and to be able to be launched forwards. So, this is a word for the weary today. It's a word for those that are weary from losing battles. It's a word for the weary that feel guilt and shame from the sins of the past. It's a word for the weary of those who have been struggling with all the obligations, pressure, and responsibility that's been placed on you. It's a message for you. If you're weary, if you feel uh, heavy laden and burdened, you are in the right place today. God ordained for you to be here to hear this message. You are here because God wants you to know this. And I believe if you put this into practice, you will uh, break free from that cycle of disappointment that you're used to. I want you to think of a picture of weariness. Maybe you are the picture of weariness today. Uh, Imagine yourself going on a backpacking hike. I know you probably don't, but bear with me and imagine, okay? Maybe you're not a backpacker. I know I'm not a backpacker. But if you're going on a backpack hiking trip, you usually bring this big backpack, and usually the backpack is large because it's expected that you're going to be hiking for a while. You're going to be hiking for a great distance. And you'll probably be staying overnight somewhere. You'll probably be sleeping in the wilderness. And so, you know, imagine a, a, a hiker. They've got their hiking boots on. They've got their hiking gear. They've got their walking stick. They've got their big backpack. They have, uh, you know, what they should have with them. But instead of packing the backpack with, like, granola bars and your bedding and, and a parka in case it rains and other, a flashlight and other things that you would need. Instead of packing those things, imagine, if you will, as if this hiker is sitting there with this backpack and they sit down and they start pulling out a big rock. And they take the big rock and they drop it into the backpack. And now the backpack is 30 pounds heavier. Not content with that and realizing the backpack can fill more, they grab another huge smooth stone and drop it right into that backpack. Now it's 60 pounds heavier than it was. And you think, that's insane. What do you possibly need with rocks in your backpack? And then that person goes and grabs one more and puts it right in the backpack one more time, zips it up, and it can barely zip up, and then they put it over their shoulders, and immediately they're hunched over. Immediately the weight is too much for them. But they go about it as though it's a normal thing because they've always carried those things with them. They've always had those burdens placed upon their shoulders. And there are different burdens that sometimes uh, are put on us throughout life. And if we are not mindful of them, they will weigh us down. They will make us weary. They will cause us to want to quit. So I want to challenge you today with the idea of being able to let go of the burdens that you have in your life. 
Sometimes we become accustomed to these weights and burdens because we believe that you have to carry them. Because you've been told that you need to carry them. You may not even think that you can be free from them. But these are things that are slowing you down and keeping you from moving forward, not only in life, but in your faith as well. God wants you to move forward. So you're not stuck in the same job your entire life, discouraged and frustrated. God doesn't want you to remain in a broken relationship or be feeling the effects of a broken relationship so you can never have a relationship. There are things that are broken in our life that are burdens for us that we've had placed on our shoulders that we're carrying around, but God wants us to break free from those things so that we can make progress both in our life and in our spiritual life as well. We don't need those rocks in our backpack. But we become so used to carrying them that it feels normal. You become accustomed to them. But Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. It's oftentimes the burdens that make us weary. There are three burdens that slow us down. I want you to write these down. I didn't have the benefit of putting them in PowerPoint for you because I figure you're smart folks. And honestly, I didn't have the time. Okay, so. But if you can write these three things down, the, the three burdens, and they fall into three categories that will probably hold you back in some way, shape, or form than, from moving forward, both in life and in your spiritual walk. First and foremost, number one, the first burden is the burden of what we have done. The burden of what we have done. The second is the burden of what others have done to us. What others have done to us. And the third is what we have to do. What we have to do. So the first one is, first burden is what we have done. This is our sin and our shame. The second burden is what others have done to us. Trauma, pain, things that we've been through. The third burden is what we have to do. Our responsibilities, our pressures, the things that we have to do. So let's look at each of those together. The first one is what we have done. One of the burdens a Christian can carry and really hold them back is sin. We don't think of it that way. Listen, some of us are trying to progress forward, but we've never dealt with the sins in our life that so easily beset us and trip us up. The things that so easily, when we are making progress with the Lord and we're moving along in our life, these are the sins that trip us up along the way and we fall down and we find ourselves not moving forward. There's nothing worse in your life than realizing there, that there's these things that you haven't dealt with that when they come up and when they are discovered, and most of the time they are, as, as much as we try and cover them up and hide them, they come out somewhere. And they'll ruin our marriages, they'll ruin our relationships, they'll ruin our jobs, they'll ruin our walk with the Lord. In fact, it's the one thing that when we're trying to progress forward with the Lord, it's the thing that keeps pulling us backwards pulling us back into that place of shame and guilt and sin. When you try and cover things up, that's a burden. When you try and hide things, and it becomes exhausting and wearisome to keep trying to cover up things in your life that shouldn't be there. Listen to what the psalmist says in Psalm 32, verses 3 through 5. He says this, For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away, through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as the heat of summer. Selah. 
I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. And I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. The psalmist says, when I, when I kept it, when I pretended it wasn't there in your sight, Lord, when I tried to cover it up in the sight of others, even to the degree of like when you're trying to hide things or just even the shame of the past and the things that you used to do, that thing becomes a burden. It becomes heavy upon your shoulders, and you can't move forward. But the psalmist says, when I confessed it, though, then I felt your strength. When I confessed it, then it was released. When I didn't confess it, it's like my bones were wasting away. It's like I was being eaten from the inside. But when I let them go, then I felt the forgiveness of God, and I felt God's strength. Listen. The things that we go to when we're stressed and when we're pressed that are outside of the Lord are the things we need to avoid. Whether you go to that bottle, whether you go to that drug, whether you go to that prescription, whether you go to that person that you know is bad for you, but you're with them because they feel good to be with, you shouldn't be going there. You should be going to the Lord. But until you learn something different, you will continue to go back to those places. You understand what I'm saying? We find comfort in the weirdest sort of places. We find comfort in the things that are not actually good for us. But we need to find our strength and comfort in the Lord. So there's the burden of what we have done. The second burden is what others have done to you. Listen, hurts and trauma run deep. They affect the way you view others. It affects the way you view the world. And it affects the way you view God. And if you're not healed from those things, you will continue to go backwards. Maybe you were abandoned by your parents or maybe a spouse. They left you vulnerable when you needed them the most. Maybe you were abused at a young age, whether it's physical violence or sexual abuse. Statistics tell us that as of 2020, one in three females and one in four males are victims of sexual abuse. And they took your innocence and they left you hurt, broken, and ashamed. Ashamed for something you didn't do. Ashamed for something that someone else did to you. And that's holding you back because you think, I'm broken, I'm no good, I can't believe that happened to me. I can't believe I let it happen to me. Listen, there's freedom from that today in the name of Jesus. Maybe you were betrayed by people you trusted Friends you thought had your back, but instead they stabbed you in the back. Maybe they stole from you. Maybe they took away your money, your property. Maybe they took away your position. Maybe they took away your friends and they left you bitter, angry, and resentful. Maybe people spoke terribly about you. They gossiped about you, slandered you, smiled in your face, and behind your back ran you down and made others hate you for no reason, all because it was based on lies. And because of that, now you don't trust anyone anymore. But hear me, church, if you acknowledge these burdens, if you do not acknowledge them, if you do not recognize they're there, they will always hold you back. If you can't trust others, you'll never be able to enter into the community of faith. You'll never be able to enter into a lifetime friendship. You'll never be able to enter into a, a healthy dating relationship or a marriage relationship if you don't have trust. If you've been broken in some ways, if you feel resentful, angry, and bitter, then you'll be resentful, angry, and bitter at the entire world and everything in the world. And it will hold you back from receiving the goodness that God has for you. 
God has in his hand everything that we need for life and godliness. But if we say, I can't take that, then we're missing out on what he has for us. And it's all because of what you've been through. We must lay that burden down, whatever it is. That burden of pain, hurt, crisis, trauma. You must put it before God and let him take it away. You won't be able to get over it yourself, even if you say you are. I find that people say that, that say they are have really just stuffed it down and they've just put up a good face. And they just keep going. They're like, I'm just keeping going at life and I'll just make it. And, you know, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's almost like they're convincing themselves. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. It's like you're telling yourself that it's going to be fine because you're not fine. But if you give it to the Lord and lay it at his feet, help him, help, find help in him, and let him take it from you. Ask God to help you forgive. I know they don't deserve forgiveness for what they did to you. There's a lot of people that don't deserve forgiveness in this world. But we're, it's not about being deserving. Remember, we didn't deserve forgiveness. Remember, God forgave us. And forgiveness is not saying what they did was okay. Forgiveness is not letting them off the hook. Remember, God's God of justice, okay? And if anything, when you ask God to forgive them and you forgive them, you'll be praying, God, have mercy on them because what they did was awful to me. God will make sure that everyone stands before him in judgment for what they did, even the things they did to you. So remember that. Help God, ask God to help you forgive and to help you not to be identified by what you've been through, triggered, or traumatized by it anymore. Yes, those experiences are part of your past, but instead of allowing it to be a hindrance in your walk with the Lord, allow God to use it to be a testimony of his healing and grace so that when others go through it, you can offer counsel to them about how God helped you through it. But this is a big one. This really keeps people from moving forward. The third heavy burden is what we have to do. A very daunting and intimidating burden is the weight of responsibility. Listen, this is when you are trying to do things. Listen, this is when you're in your family, you're in your workplace. All of a sudden, uh, your, your job decided to let everyone go, and now they expect you to do everyone's job. Sound familiar? Or you're in a family, and, you know, you have an aged relative that needs taking care of, your mom or dad needs taking care of, and instead of the other siblings stepping up and taking care of them, they put all the responsibility on you, and if it doesn't get done, it's not going to get done, so it falls on your shoulders, and because of that, you feel that intense weight of pressure. Maybe you have responsibilities at your job that are placed on you. Maybe you have kids that are far from the Lord, and they're just living buck wild, and you have no control over them whatsoever. There's a lot of pressure on you. And it's not even things that you asked for, it's not things that you wanted, but it's been things that have been placed on your shoulders, and you feel like, if I don't make this, if I don't fix this, we're not going to make it. And I don't know about you, but that's an incredible amount of pressure to put on yourself. And if you're looking for you having the strength to do it, you're not going to have the strength to do it. That can be very much a, a weary situation. You be, can become tired, overwhelmed, broken inside, you can crack under the pressure. But you're not supposed to carry it all yourself. 
Jesus is there to help carry it with you. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. But that only happens if you can identify the burdens and give them over to Jesus. Verse 28 says, and I will give you rest. There's no strength without rest. Without a reprieve, there is no rest. Rest is a conscious decision. If you are running a marathon, you understand, okay, I need to slow down and rest. If you're hiking, you need to slow down and rest. If you're working a job, whether it's home improvement or you're working a manual labor job, you realize that you could keep going and you could push through it and you could sap all your strength and get the job done, but then you're not good for the next three days. But if you take breaks throughout, you rest, renew, and then you can find that new strength that you need to go about doing it. Jesus says, I will give you rest. The Lord is the one who gives us rest. Rest from life's trials, rest from life's burdens, rest from the battles and the journey. But true rest, both physical and spiritual renewal, is only found in Jesus. This is not about reaching down deep and saying, i got to pull myself up by my bootstraps and to make it work. That's not what Jesus is saying here. He says, uh, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and suck it up, buttercup, and move on. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say, well, when you find the strength, then come see me. He says, I will give you rest. And where is that strength found? Where is that renewal found in your, your, your body, in your mind, in your spirit? It's found when you sit down before the Lord and you take time with him. And go, oh, God, I can't take this anymore. I can't take these people anymore. I can't take the situation anymore. I don't know how we're going to make it, God. But you have to come through for me. And when you do that, then God intervenes. And it's not up to you to just... It's not God just simply giving you motivation to do better. You are releasing divine help to your situation. He is actually present with you, sitting there. And present with you when you get up from it. And present with you as you go through it. Because he said that he would be there. Sometimes it might seem impossible for us. God will give you rest from all these things. Rest from the burdens. Rest from the responsibilities. Rest from the thoughts, anxieties, and fears that weigh heavily upon you. Uh, Rest from the relentless thoughts that keep you up at night. Rest from the overwhelming fear and crushing anxiety and general fatigue that you feel. It feels hopeless. It feels impossible. But remember what Jesus said with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. They're possible with him. Verse 29, we take a look at that. What is one of the keys? Jesus says, learn from me. Learn a different way. Learn a different approach. Your way has not been working, so stop trying to do something that isn't working. We are sometimes in a cycle and pattern of failure and frustration. But if that's the only way you know, you may not even realize that you're doing it. You might find yourself in this cycle of zeal for God, start following Him, start walking for Him, you know, trying to do the right thing, mess up, guilt, failure, come back to God, right? Maybe you've been there before. Maybe you said to yourself, I'm going to finally do, and whatever that thing is that you you promised the Lord you're going to do, this will be the year that I do that. And another year passes by. Why? Because we're in a cycle that we don't realize and we haven't broken yet. 
and we need to learn a different way. You need someone to show you another way. This is why spending time with the Lord is important. When you spend time with Jesus, he will reveal things about you to you and show you his way. He shows you a different way to do the things instead of the way that you've always done them. He shows you God's way. He guides you in his wisdom and instruction. He didn't save you to leave you to figure it out on your own, but he's the good shepherd and he wants to lead you. So learn from him. He's there for your instruction. He's there for your guidance. He's there for wisdom. If you lack it, all you need to do is ask for it. Let him instruct you. Notice another word that he uses concerning himself. He says, I am gentle and humble of heart. One of the reasons why people don't go to church, one of the reasons why people don't go to their pastor, one of the reasons why people, uh, you know, are afraid of God is because they don't think he's gentle and humble in heart. They only think that he's ready to judge them. He's ready to condemn them like every other person in their life has. Listen, we're in an age and a period of grace. You should be grateful for this season that you exist here on this earth. There will be a day when he returns or we die, we will stand before him and he will judge us. But in the time that we're here now, you can approach him. He's not going to judge you now if you come to him. So we must be able to come to him. He says, I'm gentle and humble in heart. Uh, if you've ever watched the series The Chosen, you see the, the portrayal of Jesus as being a very unassuming, humble man. I know some people are critical of that series. There's people that are also critical of the Asbury Revival, too. You know, I, I really feel like, and, and this is my personal rant, this is I, not the Lord, it's like Christians can't enjoy anything. They just can't enjoy anything. There's always someone that's complaining about something. They don't like a TV show. They don't like a movie. Yet they'll watch some crummy B-rated movie with B-rated actors in it because it has a Christian theme and a hokey plot, and they think that's good entertainment right there listen i've been around the planet for 48 years i've served the lord for 35 years i think i'm discerning enough to know if something's heresy or not so are you okay so if you find that it's heretical turn it off and don't watch it anymore but gosh stop taking the joy and sucking the joy out of everybody else's life because you don't like something or you're not comfortable with that revival or you don't like that act or you don't like that depiction can i just say that just can we just let other christians enjoy it without having to go like oh you're going to the movies like watch out for this like oh my gosh it's like i'm not gonna a portal to hell's not gonna open up right in there i'm gonna fall in sorry rant over okay i'm done (laughs) just had a moment in the flesh come back in the spirit holy god thank you jesus Okay, I'm good now, all right. But he's gentle and humble in heart. So when you want to learn from him, he is with you right there, willing to instruct you, willing to help you. He is a humble teacher. He's not pharisaical. He doesn't come across as superior to you, even though he is superior to you, even though his morality is superior, even though his power is superior, he doesn't approach you that way. In fact, that's one of the things that people loved about Jesus is that he was approachable unlike the Pharisees. The Pharisees kept putting regulation after regulation and burden after burden and saying, if you want to get close to God, I'm going to make it 
so that you're further and further away from him by making it harder for you to meet these requirements? And Jesus is saying, I'm not like that. I'm not a rabbi like the Pharisees. I'm not a teacher like that. I've, I'm not giving you a system of rules to get closer to God that you only fall short of each time. He's saying, I have made myself available and accessible to you. I'm gentle and humble in heart to instruct you and guide you. Why is he gentle and humble in heart? Because he knows that's how you receive it. If you've been through stuff, if you've been through burdens, if you've been through difficulties, then you know that there are times where it is hard to hear stuff from people, especially because you're used to it being in a negative light. You're used to it being in a critical light. But when Jesus instructs you, and if you've ever been instructed by the Holy Spirit, you know it's that very gentle hand on your shoulder, that very gentle whisper in your ear. You don't need that. Why are you doing that? Don't be here. You shouldn't be here. And it's that instruction you need to become more attuned to. It's that voice you have to become more sensitive to because as you get harder in life, you don't hear that as much. You have to listen to the gentle instruction of the Lord. Verse 29 and 30. You still with me? Or did I lose you on the rant? Like I like those movies. I like those cheesy B Christian movies. I don't like the way he's speaking right now. Verse 29 and 30. He said, you'll find rest for your weary souls. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, we think about it this way. I want you to understand that when you picture a yoke of oxen, the yoke has two holes for it. When you're plowing a field, there's two oxen. You know, the reins are attached to it, and those two pull together, and they plow the field. It's not left to one person's strength to be able to do the job. Jesus is saying, come to me if you're weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest because my yoke... I'm not putting a yoke on you to do labor, but rather our yoke together will help us walk through this. So he is with you. He's coming alongside you. He's there to help you and to help you get the job done that needs to be done. There are times in your life where the Lord will just need to carry you. There are times in your life where you might think, okay, I'm going to try and do this, and like you don't have the strength to do it, but God's helping you do it because he's helping to shoulder the burden. You're no longer by yourself. You're with the Lord, and he's by your side. He wants to help you shoulder the burden, help you get the job done, help you move forward. I want to come back to this. I wrap up this message today. I want to come back to that first thing that Jesus said in verse 28. He says, come to me. Come to me. The first thing that you need to do in order to find rest, relief, and renewal is to come to him. He's the one that's going to give you relief from all the things that you're going through, from your burdens. Why do you keep falling? Why do you keep bouncing backwards? Because instead of laying your burdens down, you do the things that pretend they're not there. We're all carrying burdens of some kind. We're all weighed down by the things that are upon us in life. But you can't pretend they're not there and then try and move forward and then you get weary or tired from them. You have to lay them down. You've got to lay down the burden of sin, the burden of hurt and trauma, the burden 
of responsibility. Not that so much that we would be irresponsible, but realizing that those responsibilities shouldn't keep us away from church and shouldn't keep us away from our spiritual growth. Until you remove those burdens, you're going to keep falling backwards. Remember the backpacking illustration? The backpack full of 90 pounds of rock. Life's burdens are like that. They're heavy, they're burdensome, they're painful and slow. Now imagine someone coming and saying, okay, what are you doing with all these things? Well, I just thought I always needed them. You don't need those. Imagine you're going on that journey and, you know, this, this, this hike is like a journey of life and someone comes along and you put your backpack down and you go, you don't need this. And taking one of those things out and setting it aside, then taking that other burden off of you and then finally emptying the last one out and then you put that on you're like, I feel light. I feel energetic. I feel like I can do this now. I feel like so much more at ease than I did. I'm not hunched over, not weighed down by all these things. I, I, can, I can move now. And that's what God wants to do in our life. What would your life look like without the burdens? What would your life look like if you didn't have those things? Wouldn't it be freer? Wouldn't you be more peaceful? Wouldn't you be more at ease and hopeful? That's what your life can be if you bring your burdens to Jesus. Lay your burdens down. Take the stones out of your backpack. The stone of your past, the stone of your trauma, and the burden of responsibility. Take them out and lay them at Jesus' feet. You know, in the Old Testament, altars were built out of stones. In the Old Testament, they didn't want anything elaborate. They didn't want anything carved or anything that would look pagan. Instead, they would just take rough-hewn stones, and they would lay them and stack them on each other. In some cases, there'd be 12 stones, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel, and they'd just stack them up together, and then they would offer the sacrifice on them. Can I challenge you with an idea here that's a little different? What if you took each of the burdens out of your life, each of those heavy stones, those heavy weights, and what if you place them one on top of the other at Jesus' feet and you built an altar in which you were to sacrifice yourself on it and say, here I am, God. I'm giving you my life. I don't have much to offer, but I'm giving you my life. Give me your passion. Give me your zeal. Give me your fire. Lord, consume me for your purposes and help me move forward. I can tell you right now that as you lay those things down and as you no longer have them in your life, then you can really start to see progress. Then you can really start to move forward and see God do the things that he wants to do in your life and the things that you want to see in your life. And you'll recognize, well, what about those burdens? You didn't need them then. You don't need them now. They're part of your past. They're not part of your progress. So hear me when I say that today. They built an altar. You know, the front of a church is called the altar because that's where sacrifices were made. And we don't sacrifice things like they did in the Old Testament, but this is a place where we lay things down before the Lord with the hope that we don't take them up again. We say, God, I'm giving it to you. I'm laying it down at your feet so that I would not have to deal with it any longer. I wonder if we can just close our eyes and bow our heads. And I just really want to give us the opportunity today. 
God really wants you to be free. Do you know that? Sometimes we don't even realize that we've been burdened and we've been held back by these things. But maybe as I've spoken to you today, maybe as I've shared these things, you say to yourself, you know, that's, I can identify with one or even all of these in my life. I can see from my past where I'm tripping up. And so this morning, I'm going to ask you which one is holding you back right now. Which one is in your backpack? And I want you to symbolically today, as I, I bring these up to you, I want you to be able to say, okay, if that pertains to you, I want you to leave your seat and come to the front, this altar, and lay that stone on the altar. And I'm not saying that, you know, you've got it all figured out about how it's going to change, but what you're saying is, I'm coming to the one who said, come to me who are weary and heavy burdened, and I'll give you rest. And you're saying, Jesus, I'm giving this to you, and I'm looking for your rest and your help today. So this morning, with our heads bowed and eyes closed, and as I share these things with you, if you would just leave your seat if it pertains to you and just come kneel with nobody looking around at each other. But if you feel this morning you have the heavy burden and weight of sin, the shame of the past weighing down upon you this morning, you feel that heavy rock in your backpack, if this morning you want freedom and forgiveness, I want you to know it's available for you today. I want you to come forward and kneel and pray. You might feel like doing that right here, right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. There are people coming. I encourage you to come too. Just begin to pray to the Lord and let Him know that you need forgiveness. Maybe you feel the heavy burden of hurt trauma, abuse, and pain of the past. Maybe you've been through some things and it has defined your life from that moment that it happened to you until now. Maybe it's something that still haunts your dreams and your nightmares. It's something that still keeps coming up in every conversation, in every relationship you've been in. Every time you try to move forward, the pain of the past triggers you once more and you find yourself falling backwards. Today, if you want freedom from the pain of the past and God to set you free, would you slip out of your seat right now and come and pray at this altar? I encourage you to do that right now. You've been hurt. You've been broken. You've been through some things. Will you come to the front right now and pray? There is freedom. There is healing. There is help this morning. Maybe you feel the heavy burden of responsibility. Maybe you've got a lot on your plate right now and you just feel like you're overwhelmed at every turn. Perhaps you feel like you are not going to make it. In fact, you might even feel like you're going to have a nervous breakdown if you have to deal with this anymore. But if you feel the heavy burden of responsibility, whatever it might be, and you need God to lift that burden, will you leave your seat right now and come forward? That's me. I'm coming now. Come on now, church. Remember, part of your progress is about being honest with yourself and with the Lord. Being honest with yourself and with Jesus. This is how we find help. 
He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. I will put my yoke upon you, and it's easy, and it's light. It's not heavy. God wants to give you a new burden today. He wants to show you his goodness and his love. As this song plays, will you come? Will you come and leave your seat and just spend some time around this altar? I'm going to encourage some of the folks that we have around our prayer team, if you'll come and put a hand on the shoulder and pray for some of these people as they're here. But the invitation still stands. You can still come even as this song plays. Thank you for listening. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings to worship with us. We are located at 267 College Highway in Southwick, Massachusetts. For more information about Living Hope Church, visit us online at www.livinghopechurchag.org.